Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sean, let's go out to the Sullivan Super Service Fan Hotline, where we find our friend and yours, Stanley Cup champion, Jay Caulfield. Jay, it's been a little lonely in here without Ron this week. It's just, you know, I guess it's like, for you, when somebody either gets traded or more accurately retires, you see them every day in the locker room, and then they're not there anymore. It's a very strange feeling, isn't it? It is, and it's 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 a lot. When it the way you explained it, that's it is like when uh, a player gets moved and somebody who's close to the you know close to you, and and then it's mo- I mean, a lot of times, Joe, you know, it's like. When that happens, it, the next guy comes in, and, and then, then you just continue to move on. But, uh, yeah, very difficult, and I'm sure for you, you and Ron have been tight for a long time and done a great job. You're a great team together. Now here you are flying solo. Well, and Ron's flying solo, too, and he told me he was going to send me a photo at the beginning of the Super Bowl because his goal was to be at his new house in Fort Myers, and he sure was, and he had a University of Buffalo T-shirt on. A well, what kind of a, a Yingling in his right hand? He was standing up on his deck with a lake in the background and the sun, and he looked like a man who had the weight of the world lifted from his shoulders. I've never seen him look happier. Yeah. That's great. I'm glad to hear that, and good for him. Yeah, it really is. Well, Jay, it's going to be a big day Sunday at at yep. the rink. Uh, Yarmir Yager getting that jersey raised to the rafters. I talked to Steige earlier from his perspective, and I wanted to focus a little bit on Yager for a while here. Were you there when he first arrived? Yes, yeah. So when he first arrived, Craig Patrick, and I even just talked to Craig about this the other night. So we, Alicia and I, there was a party downtown in Pittsburgh, and Craig put it on with his wife, Jamie, and, uh, it's just to bring Yager in and have him meet uh, some of the players, but also f- people from the Czechoslovakia, from the Czech community in Pittsburgh, kind of thing. Yeah, and got to know him, got to meet him there, his family. Then they went back, and then we came back and we skated. It was just uh, Craig and I and Yager up, and we skated in Monroeville, Golden Mile Ice Rink. For anybody who's listening that knows that arena. Uh, we skated the Gold Mile. A good, great friend of ours, Dale Rossetti, got the ice for us, and we skated out there. And I used to skate there in the summertime. And uh, we had the ice. It was just Yager and I, and Craig and his two sons came out with us 
a number of days too, but really Craig and I and Yager and just started doing drills together. And uh, that was his first, that was, you know, before camp and, and uh, it was, you know, it was just a young, uh, an 18 year old young man coming to, coming to, to the U S to play hockey in the best league in the world. And um, that's what it was like. We went out there, did our drills and the communication. That's a big thing. I, I always feel for the player, you know, that, Coming from another country, they don't know the language, so there was that barrier. But uh, just a, a, a happy-go-lucky young man that was going to work hard at the game, and I don't know if anybody would know that it would turn into what he's done. But uh, Craig Shirley, they were so high on him, and it was great that he came in. But we had our first time together. I think Yager and I and Craig were the first ones on the ice together with him when he came to town. That is amazing. So what did you notice first? Did, did you know then as an 18-year-old that he would at least make an impact in the league as soon as he got in? I think, um, I think that took through camp. I mean, I think you knew he was a top pick and, and what that meant and, and just the body, like just the, the, sky, the drive even still in the practices that we were doing because it was just the two of us and Craig was monitoring everything we were doing. And I'm sure Craig was judging it like, hey, how's it? Is he going to keep pushing it? Is he somebody that kind of bails on drills or anything simple like that? I'm sure Craig is always very aware and alert. Uh, I just thought it was a no, there was a no quit, no, never backed off any drill, never stopped working as hard as we talk about Sidney Crosby all the time. Those, those guys, the mentality, their life is the game of, you know, their life has been the game of hockey. And at a high level, the Sidney Crosby's done well. Yager was somebody, an 18 year old that was, that's that's all I know. So there was no. We, it was just two of us going through drills, and he was not ever backing off, and kept working and working. And we went for, we had good hard skates when we were doing that, and that's all. I, mean, I could never tell you that he would have been, wow, like what he's accomplished and what. But I, you did know that, you know, we did any one-on-one drills and corners and little things like that. Did you knew that he had a base? One thing, even at 18, it was going to be hard to get the puck off him. I believe he's one of the best in the league that have really ever played the game that held onto a puck and possessed it. That was just one element. And you could see that part of it. And he just grew and then worked on his game, Joe, over the years, through the years, we had training camp. That was Bob Johnson. That's that first year, Bob Johnson. We were in Vail, Colorado. And uh, I think he just, I think he soaked up you kind of like watching the, the great players that run our, that team. He just kind of took in how they probably tried to handle it, what he needed to work on. I believe Rick Keogh was a big part of helping him too on his shot and his release. And they worked on it all the time. And he worked on all the stuff that we did and the extra conditioning. He was always there doing it. So that's what I saw in him. And, and um, like any first round pick, you got to, and you just got to wait and see how it plays itself out. And certainly it took it to the, he went to the nth degree with that and has been, uh, was unbelievable here. And that's why they're retiring his number and what it all means to the city of Pittsburgh and what he meant, uh, what the fans meant to him. How long did it take him, Jay, before he fit in with the guys? Like he could give you guys, uh, you know, go right back at you guys if you were giving him uh, some stuff. I think that would still that would be a while still. Even though our locker room was a very friendly, I mean, our locker room was it wasn't like uh, guys that were, you know, there was a friendly locker room as far as but the but the the star power in the locker room was, you know, extreme, right? So. I don't think I think everybody let him just kind of grow and evolve and and I know one thing Craig did too we had he had multiple roommates to start off right so um, he I think Craig had him work you know room with a couple of different type of personalities and I room with him uh, I don't know who else he went to you know to bump around a little bit just to get the feel 
but he but he also is for him the way to learn how how guys handle the professional world, the professional life. Whether you're a superstar, a fourth line player, whatever it might be, what do you do? What what are your traits? How do you handle yourself before and after games? When you're on the road, how do you handle yourself? How do you eat? How do you take care of yourself? I think that's all stuff that he was probably learning all along the way. But he was a great roommate. I mean, we roomed together for I'm not sure how long it was that he. We kept switching for a couple till he picked up Herdina, which I thought was a brilliant move by Craig because you brought in another countryman for Yager, and I think that was the start of helping him feel even more comfortable, Joe. But I think the experience of being with different players on the road was a good. And I think I think then in, as as time went on and he grew and he made big play after big play, then he's just accepted in the locker room for what he does, and they, everybody understood and knew what kind of talent he was going to grow to be. What was Roman with him like? Watch a lot of TV. I guess that's how he learned English, huh? I think he was. I think. I think it was it. It was. Um, uh, I think it'd be chocolate chip cookies. There'd be you know, maybe the odd cartoon, and then regular TV as he just kind of learned it. But that's honestly, it was a. And like any other eighteen-year-old kid, that's what he was like. But he was a great. He was a good, a great, a great kid. You know what I mean? So I had no. I enjoyed the time with it and what it meant. Uh, uh, you know, I think if you're looking at it, you never really at the time realize what it, what it means, but you're trying to help him grow as a, as a person in the U.S. And, and as I said, I think he was taking in how guys handled what they did. I think that was the role of the person who was rooming with them early on. And there was, I said, a multi, I don't know who the other two guys were with me before they got her, Dina, but that was just something that you took pride. You made sure you got them understood the timeline, the timing of making sure you got a bus, you're going to be on the bus, you're going to be here, you're going to be there, you got team dinners, all that kind of thing. Learn how it's how you handle that and make sure you're always on time. It's one thing you could never do is be late. Just could never be it. And I don't know anybody, very few guys were ever late. You just didn't want to be that guy. So you had to learn all those kind of things. And I think, and as I said, I think he was like a sponge soaking up how did Mario handle himself, how did Joey Mullen handle himself, Brian Trottier. Uh, you know, he knew the history of the game and what it was, what it meant, and what it was all about. So I think that's what that kind of role would have been, Joe, early when he first got here. And I think when he went to Vale, I mean, it's tough. I mean, he was he was going like anybody else. He was probably going through a little homesickness, and you know. And I think that's why I said our locker room was a friendly was a friendly locker room. It wasn't a place like you're a rookie and they tried to somebody tried to put him in his place or some of the stories that you hear about guys that do that. Nobody did that. They just let him, he had to grow and evolve. And I think Mario coming in from, you know, learning a language too, he he knows what that was about. But but he also had to do your thing. You know, he came to work, he did his job, and then he just only grew as a player. Jay Caulfield on the fan hotline. Presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing, heating, and air conditioning provider for over 50 years. Um, Jay it seemed like yeah. obviously it was a few years before Yager started to put up the big numbers and you know yeah. win all kinds of awards. But it, it might be fair to wonder if you guys win that first cup without him, right? Or, or um, yeah, I remember the goal against the Blackhawks, for example. Those cups that yeah. you guys won. Uh, that's when he really truly announced himself, wasn't it? Yeah, I think that goal against the Blackhawks show. I, I think that one too. Obviously, everything, and I mentioned Rick Keogh because it was a guy. You know, your assistant coaches are so important. Bob Johnson's going to do what he does, and it was. A, by the way, I also think that was a very good thing too, 
got Bob Johnson as his first coach. I didn't mean to jump off your topic, but I will say that. Bob Johnson was a happy, every-day-in-the-arena kind of guy, which we all know that, right? We all know that. That was a great first coach, I think, for Yager to have. Because the second year, you went to Scotty Bowman. And that is, that is completely different. So if you're a young man maybe struggling um, on numerous things, away from home, blah, 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 uh, Scotty Bowman, that's a little more difficult because he doesn't have much time. You know, he, There's not much time. There's a, I don't want to say warmth versus cold, but that's kind of what it's like. And as a player, you got to learn. that. That's something you'll learn over time too, even any player who's been around the league. So I think Bob Johnson was big in that growth as well. And I do think that goal against the Blackhawks, which is the next year, I, I do think that is something spectacular, which the whole world knew. And I think that the whole world knew what it was going to, what it was going to be like. And, you know, you know, the fans in Philly, they just hated it even more that there was another superstar coming into a Penguin lineup. And uh, when you saw him do those kind of things, it was, it was outstanding. And Craig was, Again, Craig was so high on him in the first place, and it took a lot to get him here, and he, and he accomplished it, got it done, and, and then Yager obviously you know, paid dividends for it and just went on and on. The Jay Caulfield Show is brought to you by McVeigh Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. So, Jay, I know I've asked you this a couple times, but now that we're in the week of the Yager ceremony, do you have any word on whether Mario will be here for sure? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <laughs> I still think, I not for sure, but I, I would find it. I'm, I'm still going to say like what I said last week. I truly believe that he's not going not gonna to be not part of this this whole event and what it means. Uh, that's, that's what I, that's what I believe. I believe, I believe it's going to be something that he would not miss this. And, um, and he knows, he knows, I, he knows when he needs to be places and when he doesn't. And I, I, I would expect them to be there. I'd be, if he's not, I'll be shocked. Joe. I mean, I'll talk to you next week and go, I, I was wrong, but <laughs> I do think he understands and what Yager meant yeah. and uh, what it would mean to Yager for him to be there. That's that's the one thing. That's it, it's going to mean a lot for Yager to see Mario, and I believe that's what we'll see. 
Man, that place is just going to go crazy. Let's hope they start going crazy more for the actual games, Jay, as we come up to date with yeah. these Penguins. How do you feel about the Penguins right now? Well, I still I still said, what I think now what, the Penguins are seven points out of third place. Is mm-hmm. that, yeah. I think it's something like that in their nine. Or is it nine? And seven and nine. Nine out of either the second wild card, something like that, right, if I'm correct? Yes. Um, I, I still feel they just have to get I mean, obviously we've been saying this for week after week, Joe, but I do believe it's can Philly. Listen, Philly plays the game hard each and every night. John Tortorella is the perfect coach for them because he gets these guys to work hard each and every night. Are they going to continue to stay on a run? That's the question mark. Is Jersey, Jersey, the teams that you maybe are fighting for these spots, I think can come back with the Penguins certainly have to take care of their own business and get on a run. And, if, and, and at times when you see the game the other night against Winnipeg, you know, to give up odd man break after odd man break in the first 20 minutes, that's something Mike Sullivan never expect, guaranteed didn't expect to see that. They haven't played that way. We haven't seen those kind of breakdowns you know, or mental mistakes, whatever it is, or being over-aggressive and have it go the other way on you. That was kind of – they chased the game after that point. That's the kind of game you can't see. Because when they're doing that, and it just went against them. They were two tough losses to have without picking anything up. And um, that's a problem. But if you see games like that, then it's not going to go – then it won't be in the right direction. But I think they can take care of themselves and get ahead and figure out what, what they're what, – what, what are they – still trying to find the right combinations line-wise, right? I mean – that's something that's that's difficult. Riley Smith scores. You got to have the second line going. And me, whether it be Raquel or 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 Puljuarvi, I mean Raquel's here to be. You know, we're coming up in a trade deadline too, so decisions are going to be made. What's going to happen here? And if they're still on the downside, uh, you know, I, Kyle Dubas, I'm sure will be making some type of move uh, to right this ship. That's that's what I feel. Do you feel like that move would involve Jake Gensel? Well, you don't want to lose – look, there's a couple of things with that, as we said before. You don't want to lose a guy if, – if you, if you don't have him signed and you go in the off, then he's a free – I mean, you can't lose him. So, and if they can't come to terms um, on what he wants, then, then it's, you're almost forced to have to do that. Obviously, you don't – that kind of thing isn't around. The 40-goal score uh, isn't – you know, saying they don't grow on cheese. Well, it's true. You can't find that many. But – you can't have them again. The demands. What are they going to be? I mean, you saw. I, I think uh, Nylander a couple of weeks ago. He almost set the bar for what Gensel, Gensel can look at that and go, "Well, eleven and a half million dollars up in Toronto for Nylander, and uh, and the term. And obviously, I think a year or two older than Nylander, so they can work on that. But the numbers got to be right for Jake Gensel because if you look at it, this is his last deal. As a, if you talk about it individually, it's his last run a shot at a big deal. So, I mean, every, you, you have to be smart as a as a as a player too. And but he, he certainly, I guarantee, he certainly only wants to play with Sidney Crosby. So I think that's such a a big thing. But they have to come to the right term. And if they come up to a number, then hopefully that's not. Hopefully the, that that we don't hear anything. They get them to sign to, or they're going to get them signed to a deal that works for both parties. And, um, and hopefully that's what they can get done, Joe. Because I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to see that. But certainly. It's a player like that that brings in should bring in something significant, but you can't, it's hard to build when you give up a guy that does that, and you're trying to build around. It. So hopefully you can get him signed. I think you got to see what I think. Riley Smith, Raquel, these players. I, I hope for themselves and the Penguins that they get themselves on a little bit of a roll on a roll here, 
and uh, and can settle down the lineup. Because when you're seeing Drew O'Connor be up on the on his first or second line, and and doing everything he can, he's improved as a player each and every night he gets to play. But you know that's he's third, fourth line, he's third line. It makes them better when he's in that role. If he's up top, and he and again he's done an admirable job on all that. But it, I'm not sure that's is that where this lineup is at its best when he's in that role. That you should he should solidify the third line and Raquel and Smith are the guys that are supposed to fill the top six. And if it's, and that's what they got to find out. They got to find out what they have in Mike Sullivan. Guaranteed. That's how he's looking at it from just that, that perspective, Joe. And it's again, whoever's going to produce is what's going to be in the lineup. And that goes all the way right through one through four, first line down to the fourth line. You know, you're in the lineup and you have to, in this day and age, four lines have to have to produce. And when they're not getting it, that pressure falls on Crosby, Gensel, and Rust, and they've been so strong coming through each and every night. You just need help, and you can't. And that's why if they don't get that, then they're not going to get into the playoffs. But I believe they're going to. I believe they're going to find the right combinations, and hopefully find themselves in it. But it's tough. You put you put yourself behind the eight ball, uh, going towards the trade deadline, and it's uh, they're going to have to get themselves on a really really good run coming up here, Joe. Jay, what'd you think of the hit by Morgan Riley the other night uh, after the slap shot goal on an empty net? Is that where is that worthy of a suspension? I don't think it. I think that's. Listen, I, I'm going to come across as like old. I think what the player did. I think I think what Riley did was perfect, or, or some 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 type of response. A guy going down and doing that. I mean, they should learn. They, they have to learn the hard way. If you're going to do that. I don't mind what Morgan Riley did. And I would expect the Penguin player, if that happened against the Pittsburgh Penguins, I would expect the Penguin player to go do the same thing. And if you don't, if you don't do that, then you're going to get walked over on all the time. And young players, I don't care if they're young, talented. You know, look, I don't know. I'm, I wasn't a, I love, I like what Morgan Riley did. And I know a lot of people won't, but I like it. And I like it. If I was the, if it was the Penguins, as I said, if somebody, if he did that against the Pittsburgh Penguins, I would expect somebody, and I guarantee you, Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, or Chris Letang, just those three players alone, if one of them was on the ice, they would have went after the guy the same way. Now, am I saying cross-check him in the head? No, I'm not, I don't mean that. I think it got up high and maybe rode the shoulder and into the head or neck. But I do think a player does that, disrespectful. He's, he's stepping on you. It's, he's stepping on your logo. Whatever you want to say, that's what the, the game is built on emotion. So somebody's doing that and there was no response i would have i would think the leaves would be an easy cakewalk if they didn't respond the rest of the year because that would be embarrassing that they didn't do anything especially it's still the game of hockey I, i'm telling you, it's i know a lot of things have changed but some things shouldn't and that what that kid did and hey i don't i don't care that he did it I, 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 he did it then he's he's disrespecting toronto and then that they that morgan riley responded go ahead but six they get a phone in I don't know. I, I also find that the, the you know the disciplinary department in NHL. No, no wonder there's problems because they never know what's going to happen. If he gets more than five games, and there's other stuff that's going on in the league that's less, then I, believe me, I I don't know what's. I, I'm, I'm not a fan of how they handle a lot of things in that depart in the department that comes across. And I bet if you pulled the players, they'd tell you the same thing, Joe. It's kind of. It'd be wacky if he if he got a big number for this, and I think he I think when you have an in person hearing, I've been through that. I know what the, an in person hearing means a certain number right off the bat, 
So I agree I with agree you. With I agree with you 100%. I just argued with Pompiani about this yesterday. He wants to give the guy 10 games. I said, I wish somebody on the Penguins would do that. And, and you might be right that one yeah. of their stars would do it. So I guess I'll amend my statement. I wish somebody other than a star would do stuff like that for the yeah. Penguins. You know? Uh, and and, no, and I don't. I, yeah. I said maybe one game, but but I'm with you. None. Bob wanted ten. Can you call him up and rip him? <laughs> well, well, Bob. Bob's probably coming from the angle of stuff that they're trying to have out of the game. He's probably coming from just a different side. But I, I again, I again will say, if that happened to the Penguins and they didn't do something like that, and you and I were talking after that, and they're fighting for a playoff spot, I'd tell you they're done. That's what I would say to you. If you asked me that and it was a Penguin game and they didn't respond, that means they've got no life. They don't care. And that's how I would view it. And if I was a player that was on the bench or if I was a player and I'm out there, let's say I'm out there and I don't do anything. I'm gone. Okay? In my world, and the timing of when I played, if I didn't do anything, I would be gone. And if the five guys were on the ice that didn't do anything, you go into the locker room after that happened and you didn't do a thing, that's the locker room you don't want to be in. That's the locker room you wouldn't want to be in. <laughs> I, I like that. Again, well phrased. No, I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. You would not want to be in that locker room. Yep. So, and again, there's going to be people that hate on that and this, but then it's no different than somebody stomping, you know, you're with your wife and somebody bumps her and knocks her out of the way on purpose and you don't do a thing. That's exactly what it, it's kind of like that, right? I mean, you can pick anything scenario he totally disrespected the Toronto Maple Leafs by doing that. And, and I'm not going to get into codes and what it is. and blah. That, That's whatever. That whole thing has changed. The code, there's, there's hardly any code anymore, if you ask me. But, but again, that's my, that's my opinion of it. I love that. So if you have time, call Bob and rip him, if you would. And we'll see you Sunday. <laughs> I, I, you got it. <laughs> You got it, Joe. All right. Thank you, Jay. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. I knew I was right about that, Sean. Bob wanted 10 games for this. It's not like like he was Marty McSorley swinging his stick with a baseball swing at a guy's head. A guy just, I I don't even need to say anything. Did you hear that? I did. So I actually just looked it up now because I had heard about it, but I didn't see the play. So I'm sort of in between. I agree that, you know, go over, shove the guy push him, whatever. I think the fact that it looked like it came up pretty high, and I didn't see an instant replay. Yeah, but... it comes up pretty high from time to time. You can't help it. I don't think he gave him a concussion or anything, did he? Or did I, he? I don't know. I saw the guy went down. But, yeah, I would say, you know, a regular check, something like that, a shove, that that happens all the time. I think the issue is that it, it seemingly did come up pretty high in the face area. So, to Good. me, that's something Good. that at any point in hockey that, that shouldn't be happening. Uh, regardless of whether it's after a goal or in gameplay, they, they, um, they give each other, uh, you know, rub the glove in somebody's right, that's, face that's all the, the time. Other I saw Sidney is... Crosby when he had a bet when he had the uh, the the jaw injury the year against the Bruins. Zdeno Chara targeted him in those playoffs and was cross checking him in the jaw, literally. Yeah, there's like that crap barbarian happens. aspects to hockey that goes unpunished all the time. Yeah. So that that that's kind of the. The weird part of it is those things go a lot of the times if it's, I guess, part of yeah, the gameplay. And I think this should. This was, and it wasn't blindside. The guy saw him coming. Bob wanted to compare it to the Pierre Turgeon hit by Dale Hunter all those years ago. And to me, that was a sneak attack. I'm going I'm to have to look at that. I'm going to look at that again right now. It was Pierre Turgeon. This is why he missed most of the Penguins Islander series that year. 
um, scored an empty net goal. I don't think he did anything wrong on the empty net goal, if I remember. Like, it wasn't showboating. No, it, was a re- it wasn't even an empty net goal. It was a regular goal. I'm looking at it right now. He's looking at the crowd and celebrating with a little fist pump is all he did. And Dale Hunter came up behind him. Total blindside, savage, savage hit. It's not even... It, it reminds you of it because it's a guy who just scored a goal who got hit, but that's where the that's where the comparisons end. Yeah, I remember Dale Hunter being quite a villain back in the '90s for a long, long time. This was this was a sickening hit, aimed directly at the head. I'm watching it right now. But the Morgan Riley thing, this was some jackass just wound up and took a slap shot in our empty net. I'm going to go tell him what's up. Was there any backstory to why that happened? I don't was know. There, yeah, I, I don't I know. Didn't see, hear anything about what potentially preceded that I don't know but I agree with Jay I agree a thousand percent with Jay with every syllable half syllable and quarter syllable he just said and now I'm sad Ron isn't here again I've had fits of weeping during this week Sean because things remind me of Ron and I noticed you crying when you came in yes very tearful yes indeed I, I normally would walk in and I would see Ron sitting there every morning waiting for me big smile on his face ear to ear by the way Somebody suggested that in honor of Ron's new home in Fort Myers, that you should be called Fort from now on. Plus, Sean, don't call me Seth Myers is a little bit cumbersome as a nickname. Do you remember you called me DC for one show? What did that stand for? Don't call. (laughs) Don't call what? Oh, don't call me. Yes, that was your idea for one show. That didn't really stick. No. How about Fort? Is Michael McHenry going to take? No, no. I don't think so. He's not going to take umbrage. By the way, do you have his number? Let's get him on the air. He's really good. Right now? No. <laughs> but when Spring training, uh, they report tomorrow, I Let's think, Let's get Mike, Mike McHenry on the line. That's a great idea. For you're welcome. Plus, you're very comforting. You're very solid. You're a very conscientious producer. You are like a fort. You're, you're something people can depend on. Reinforced, yeah. Yes. Fort Myers. This is unbelievable. Sean Gentilly, who's going to come on with me at one, is the one who suggested this. I like it. I really do. That's because he doesn't like another Sean, probably. He just wanted to differentiate. Maybe. But I appreciate all you do for me, Fort. I'm trying it on. Yeah, I don't like it so far. Honestly. Now that I've said it in a sentence. Coming up, uh, in honor of Mitch Trubisky, the worst free agent signings in Steelers history. Why don't we go over that for a moment? Yes, we shall. Fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia, Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. Fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, personal injury law firm, where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. How about Jay? That was passionate stuff, was it not, Fort? Yes, very much. And then he said uh, about the locker room afterwards, that also seemed to, to resonate. I don't know if I don't know if somebody on the Penguins does avenge that. That's part of the problem around here, is it not? Would you agree with that? Got to bring back Christoph Oliwa, I suppose. Steve McKenna. I mean, even Patrick Hornquist or, or Chris Kunitz, people who make other people pay when you do crap like that, or when you go after your star players. How about going after their star players? How about making life miserable on them? How about slamming into their goalie and making life miserable on him? How about delivering a you know a, a body breaking clean check? How about doing something that makes the other team extremely uncomfortable and really pissed off 
How about doing that once or twice a game? Huh? Court? Sounds I know that's something that I think Jane in particular has been kind of passionate about for a few seasons now is that it shouldn't have to be the stars that ultimately stick up for themselves for the Penguins. Right, and it was interesting that the guys that sprang to mind for him as someone that would do something about it were Sid, Gino, and uh, Latang, And the only guy who got back at the jackass who hit Sid in the head a few years ago, whose name I forget now, who was it? Who's the headhunter for the Rangers? It doesn't Truba? matter. Yes. The only guy who had the you-know-whats to go back at him, and it took till the next season, was Gino. That's a problem. And Jay, at least last year, agreed wholeheartedly. So did Bob Airy, two guys who played the game. And I can't find the good, ste- good feet store, Reed. And I'm buying time for that. But time has run out. I'm going to tell you all about the good feet store, however, coming up. So please stay tuned. Sean? Sean Gentilly of The Athletic going to join me. Top of the hour to talk a little bit of Super Bowl. He's very uh, culturally fluent, I would say. So we're going to talk some Super Bowl commercials and such. I'm now having a stomach problem for it, which could cause you to do the interview with Sean if things keep uh, trending in this direction. Sean and Sean. It might be. I don't know what happened. I just went for a walk and something bad happened. You know Did you how see Molsey? Is that... Sometimes that happens. Yes. One minute you're having a nice day, the next minute you're having more blowouts than the 1960 World Series, right? Happens to the best of us. Yep. Happened to Ron a couple times, as I recall. Very sad. 50-minute mark on the fan brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Jeep Dodge Route 19 in Peters Township. Celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. Listen to Cook and Joe every Wednesday to hear about Starkey's Card of the Week. From the Baseball Card Castle and Cranberry Contest run every Wednesday through Friday at noon at the 93.7thefan.com contesting page. So, yeah, I got asked in the mailbag today over at the Post-Gazette about, uh, of course, Mitch Trubisky and the worst free agent signings in Steelers history. In fact, the questioner there was one Donald Football who weighs in every week on the mailbag. Isn't that nice of him, Sean? That is very nice. Have you ever weighed in on the mailbag? No, but maybe I will now that you mention it. I think you should. Should I call myself Fort? They changed the headline. I had how bad was the Steeler how bad were the Steelers 2018-19 drafts? They changed it to sifting through the Steelers many disasters, <laughs> which is actually better. It's one of the rare cases where I like their headline better. Um so let's go to Horrendous free agent signings. I would put Trubisky somewhere in the top 10, but not in the top five. I mean, he actually had some very good moments here. Not many. Not many. It's the Trubisky train. And it ended with like that, with many bad moments. Uh, Guys like Todd Peterson. Sean Mahan wasn't exactly a sterling uh, free agent signing. Mitch was 2-5 and five with 8 touchdowns and 10 picks. In, in honor of him, do you have the pomp call from the preseason again with uh, Mitch rolling left, I believe, and throwing right to Gunner in a preseason game, Sean? So it's 1st and 10 now for the Steelers as they go deep in Seattle territory. 
Trubisky again, this time more time, rolling to his left. He can do that, fires into the end zone. Touchdown! The gunner is in. Gunner Oshesky with a touchdown. He's been impressive and can be. Continues tonight, and Mitch Trubisky takes him right down the field. Oh, is that beautiful from KDKA, the gunner. And I love how Bob drops in during the play. He can do that. Trubisky can roll left and get things done. He just hardly ever did. Uh, my worst five, Melvin Ingram, fifth. He quit. I know he had a really good game in Buffalo, but once you quit in the middle of a season, that sort of drops you on the list. Four, LeGarrette Blunt. Well, he quit too in the middle of a game. Uh, unlike Ingram, who faked an injury to get out of here, Blunt actually quit while a game was still happening. Ladarius Green might as well have quit, right? He came here, uh, I believe, with concussion issues that they didn't vet properly. And then he left with issues. Jacoby Jones, which might have been the most ridiculous decision of Mike Tomlin's entire tenure, was so far beyond washed up by the time he got here. It was just painful to witness. And then Dante Moncrief. I have him as the worst free agent signing. He had more drops than catches, which when you think about it, is hard to do. All right. Top of the hour, Sean Gentilly, Fan Weather, brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Check out special financing for qualified buyers on new Silverado 1500 trucks, a mix of clouds and sun today, and a high of 44. We're going to get to all of that and probably back definitely to some Super Bowl stuff. I want to get Sean's, uh, Sean Gentilly's uh, feelings about Yager getting the jersey retired on Sunday as well. 50-minute mark on the fan brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Jeep Dodge, Route 19 in Peters Township, celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.